Nintendo. April 30th, 2015. I am your host, Jose Otero, and you are listening to IGN's Nintendo Show. Back for another exciting edition. Here with me, Brian Altano. Rap, rap. And Per Schneider. Our people are dying. <laughs> <laughs> per, why do you have Star Wars I, on the, the brain? The entire day I've been doing bad, like, unexcited Ewan McGregor and Natalie yep. Portman impersonations. It's just, it's, it because... They it's, were only there for the paycheck. It's almost clearly. May 4th, and so, yeah, you yeah. have to practice, yeah. Okay, so, here, take it again. One more time, less emotion. Less emotion. The boy's dangerous. We all sense it. Why can't you? <laughs> oh, a little bit too much emotion there. Take it down a little bit, Ewan. That is an, an award-winning actor talking to a green screen. He's so good in all the other movies. I know. Yeah. What do you uh, mean in all the other movies? You mean every other movie he's ever been in? Not the other Star Wars prequels. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't mean Attack yeah. of the Clones Anakin, or... Wait, uh, no. I'm, no, I'm not Revengeance. a prequel hater, by the way. I just feel like what, when you rewatch the movies now... The, the dialogue, you know, the dialogue in the old movies is, is stilted but kind of fun. And you get that the, the people are enjoying themselves. Yeah. They may not be good actors. But now you got good actors and then clearly not No, no, no. Them. But yes. the, the dialogue in the old movies was stilted but it was still delivered in a way. I, I mean, I agree with you. But yeah. I still feel like those, they own those characters a lot better than this. The, you have really good actors uh-huh. in the prequels that just did not care. Or that were the, the, the fun was beat out of them. On yeah. Set. Like that had yeah. to be what happened. Anyway, that's enough of that. So uh, <laughs> let's start with some Game Center CX. Uh, there was an event uh, that was linked to me over the weekend. A lot of people were talking about it on Reddit. And apparently Nintendo showed a bunch of Mario Maker footage at an event for Game Center CX, which oh, is, you don't know what that is. That is Retro Game Master. You may remember it was a DS game that rolled out here. Really wish the show would find its way over here, but uh, the, at least it does in fan translations. If you don't know what Game Center CX is, take a moment, pause the podcast, go over to Google, Google that, and then come back. When you're, when you're done with that, go on Amazon and buy Retro Game Master. Which is an on, awesome on game, DS. Right? It'll play on your 3DS. Um, they stopped printing it, but I, I'm, I, have, I assume it's like 20 bucks now but mm-hmm. it's fantastic it is it's, a, really it's good game. a really really great yeah game. great nods to classic uh video games but more importantly to the footage that was shown for mario maker oh my god it yeah. looks so yeah good. the hype levels <laughs> have gone like they've gone nova after watching that and it's weird because it had not like they showed it at the game awards and it had a new trailer it showed like a new art style but i feel like everything they've shown up to this point feels very I shouldn't say pedestrian because that's not true. Because at E3, Derivative they is have probably a word. No, but you get you got snippets before. Yeah, you got little snippets of elements. You're like, ooh, it's cool. You can make big goombas, or you know, you you get all these little elements, and you're thinking about how you'd apply them. Now you can see entire levels and what happens when insane people make them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and yes. that's yes. what it was. Yeah. These levels that are very vertical with a lot of um, sort of hidden gags. Basically, they were designed and people played them there. Um, for quick context for you, but every <laughs> just toss game design out the window but it still had a really cool flow to it where everything was very vertical it had really tricky jumps there were giant Goombas and invincibility stars all over the place in certain areas and you just had to kind of hang on for the ride yeah. so that's I think that's what I appreciated about this this 
this demo or this play session the most was the verticality of it. I think is that that's what kind of surprised me is when I think of a Mario Maker or Mario levels, especially the old NES ones, um, there isn't really a lot of height involved in them aside from like maybe taking a, uh, you know, the the vine up to the clouds or something like yeah. that. But you're never really like too high up. But this you started, start I mean, there's actually in the original Super Mario Brothers, you can jump to the top of the level and run along parallel with the score and, and the timing and everything. Mm-hmm. But this like, this got into Mario 3 levels, but, but with but, Mario 1 Yeah, graphics. but levels of trickery too yeah. that I just had not seen. Like where he jumped over a gap and he had a question block like pop there. A hidden one, so a, a hidden coin, block, yeah. Yeah, a coin pop there and then they were scared to jump that way again because they didn't know if there was another one. Which yeah. is actually, this level was people, you can yeah, tell, right? Yeah. Like, he was placing hidden blocks where he was expecting people to try to jump up to mm-hmm. get somewhere, and you don't die, but you get the setback, and you're like, oh, God, how am I going to get out yeah. of right. this situation? And yeah. basically, we've seen, I've seen stuff like that in the in the Mar- Super Mario Brothers modding community for years. That's It's a very, like, clever, tricking thing to do, to put that invisible block somewhere during a key jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of that is being sort of legalized by Nintendo right now, which is really cool to see them take something that people have wanted to make or actually have made for so long and giving creators those actual tools. And the reason I really, really like this game is because I I wanted to love everything that a game like Little Big Planet was doing in theory, but it never grabbed me with its sort of floaty or physics. The mechanics didn't but, aren't yeah, that good. Yeah. They're not. And I actually loved the creation tools are freaking they're amazing. fantastic. Yeah. And I they loved were. going I loved going on the Little Big Planet servers and downloading levels that were based on Gradius and Contra and mm-hmm. uh, Kid Icarus and all this stuff like that. But then you go in and actually play them and everything sort of felt like this kid's diorama with everything kind of floaty and things are hanging and stuff like that. It was more sightseeing than yeah. level and enjoying right. the level for its trickery but, and puzzles. Yeah. But for for platforming, yeah. Mario is king, and to give creators the tools to build any kind of levels they want, like I'm, I'm legitimately starting to get really excited about this game again. So, what worried me? Help me, help me understand this too, because I, I uh, signed out on Little Big Planet after the first one. I think I played the second one mm-hmm. for a little bit and still felt the same problems with there and moved yeah. on. And we're not talking about the physics stuff, like the floatiness. I, I'm, I, the bigger problem to me was the gap between playing a level and being the creator. And I felt like even though the creation tool set was very deep and very well thought out and tried every single way possible to take advantage of the controller, mm-hmm. the gap of helping me to understand how to make levels was never addressed. It's mm. daunting. But, yeah. you know, and that's why I, I feel like that game is more about seeing stuff what others have made, and it's about the 1%, right? Like in, in the world of kind of online content creation, we always have this 1% of users who are your super users, the guys who are listening to this podcast, who comment, who submit wiki, uh, who edit wiki, submit content. And that's what this game, that, that's how this game came alive. They were people who were so freaking talented at mm. designing levels yep. that they functioned like machines or looked Someone like Someone made a calculator. Yeah, yeah, you remember that. And yeah. the same in, you know, you can say the same about Minecraft in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but what Mario Maker does, I think it does kind of democratize the creation a little bit more because it's m- it's even more playful to create a level in this game than in Little Bit Big Planet, which yeah. already tried to kind yes. of gamify that. Well, yeah, and, and sort of swapping between testing and building seems seamless, right. seems very seamless, smart. Very fast, I will yeah. say, though, that uh, I wonder also if it's taking a lot of cues from... WarriorWare DIY, hmm. which I don't know, uh, folks listening to this podcast remember yep. that game very well or very fondly. It, it launched about the same time that one of the DSi models launched. I want to say it was either the regular DSi or the DSi Excel. But I will say that that game, what I found very genius about it was that 
on top of having a you know an art interface for you to draw art, a sound interface for you to make music, which I, right now Mario Maker does not have. By the way, you're so far that we know of, you're using stock Mario tunes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you have a place I, to make the graphics. I have a feeling graphics. it's going to stay that way too. Yeah. So you have a place to make the graphics. You have a place to make the music, and then you had a place to make the AI. But what was interesting was that the gamified angle of all that was that you can take a contract like job from mm-hmm. Wario, and he's like, "Hey, I need these graphics for uh, you know mm-hmm. something," and you'd be like, "Okay," and you and you would make the art and then insert it into his game. Like in other words, like everything else was built except that piece that they were asking yeah. of you. I just wonder if Mario Maker is going to take a similar approach, if they found a way to just kind of so, gamify and make that Side thing. note on WarioWare uh, DIY, somebody actually published a game the other day that they made that's about refreshing your keyboard waiting for Amiibos to go on sale. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they actually made it like rows of pixelated Amiibo and a big F5 key that you have to keep hitting. Mm, that's yeah. hilarious. Really smart. Waha! Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how in-depth they'll go. I know with WarioWare, it made sense to give yourself a Music Maker program because um, you were creating creating video games from scratch, essentially. But I think that this is so squarely in the Mario universe mm-hmm. that I think th- it's it's almost mm-hmm. it loses the fami- uh, familiarity of mm-hmm. not having those stock sounds. Sure, sure. Um, unless they give you that full orchestrated suite of blips and bleeps that you used on the NES yeah. back in the day. Uh-huh. Well, so. Koji Kondo is the, is the sound director on this game. He hasn't done that in a while, so I'm yeah. sure he's going to come out swinging too. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see if they have like a progression where – you know, Nintendo is, is really good, sometimes to a fault, right, holding your hand, but they're really good at doing a tutorial to get you mm-hmm. into something and make it less daunting. And yep. this, by definition, is a construction kit, which yeah. means it, it will be a little daunting to some players. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. do they, like, give you... Do they start you off with a small level and say, like, hey, do this, and then you kind of graduate, so, like, just to teach you how to construct it? I was thinking a lot about that, like, what is the... I know the the whole game can be a single player mode, but I, my my theory is that this game will have a mode that acts like it's half construction kit and half original Super Mario Brothers, where it's basically you're getting you get halfway through a level and then there's just a gap, and it's like how should Mario cross this? And like they'll provide little challenges. This is my theory, and that they'll say you know here's your tools, here's the three different tools you can use to get through this to get players familiar with getting to the goal, but also filling in the blanks at the same time. So I think it, I don't think it'll just be like open season, have fun. I think Nintendo's a little better at leading people in like that. So I think it'll be like level one, one, you'll get to somewhere and it, there'll just be a huge hole and you'll be like, I don't know what to do here. And they'll be like, well, try one of these three things. Do you want to use the springboard yeah, to jump yeah. all the way across? Do you want to make these platforms to go all the mm-hmm. way across? And then you'll get to the goal and there'll be fireworks and you'll jump up and down and it'll be like world one, two, introducing <clears throat> this. They're always very good with, and you talk about this a lot about like taking a mechanic and then running it through the car wash of mm-hmm. every possible thing you yep, can do with yep, it. Absolutely. I think about what they do with like the Mario versus Donkey Kong games where they show you that quick little tutorial of like here's how the springs work or here's mm-hmm. how these levers or switches work and then here's 10 levels exploring every possible way we can interact with those. Yep. So I have a feeling they're going to do they're going to tutorialize the way you're actually it, um, playing through. So I, I mean I'm I'm just super excited about what fans are going to do with this because the rules for a Mario game are so clear, right? Like Little Big Planet is a good example where like if you see an enemy, you can get lucky, get 
get past them or you can fumble your way past them like it's very it's very forgiven forgiving yeah. this is like in this game if you get hit by an enemy you, you die right yeah. like if you're little mario what what you could do is you could build a level that's all about trying to get a mushroom so that you get big because the exit of the level has a fixed enemy that you have to walk through and hurt yeah. yourself to get yeah out. yeah that's right? smart like, just think about that concept right like you can build this Rube Goldberg machine to get you to a mushroom just so you can survive the level mm-hmm. or something. Like, you can have fun with a very kind of, you know, basic setup of what a Mario game does. Yeah, we've, uh-huh. we've, seen, we've seen some of the, like, the test example levels where you, you're, you're never touching the ground. You're always finding yeah. something to hit or hop on. So here's my one fear about this game. And it's not really about this game. It's a, sort of about the future of Mario after this. This kind of breaks future 2D Mario games forever. <laughs> because I kind of feel like some now of it the... has to have that, you think? Well, no, it's just that I think that no matter what they come up with, and, I, and this is not to downplay their genius, but I think that no matter what they do, it could not possibly stack up against crowdsourcing to <laughs> thousands or millions of potential Mario makers, you know, yeah. all over the world. Remember, you're getting a, a set tile set, and, you know, to be fair, it's a classic one, right? Yeah. Like the mushroom kind of upgrade, the fire flower, these are tried and true gameplay mechanics and, and upgrades. But that means they have to really innovate with the power-ups in the next game to make it fresh and really kind yeah. of change things yeah. around. And, right? and art style, I'd say, too. Because, yeah. I mean, this, they're actually burning through – what is it? It's it's Super Mario – is it Mario World, Mario, Mario 3, Mario 1, and and the new Super and Mario new Super style. Mario yeah. So yeah, that's, that's – I mean, that's for their most recognizable art styles. I guess yeah. they're not going with Mario 2, right? Yeah. Although we did see the Bob-Ombs that are yeah. sort of – So, no. So, so far from looking mm. at footage, uh, one thing that is apparent – and if you've watched any of the Rewind Theaters that we've done it, IGN. We've talked about this a little bit, but it's that because they're unifying uh, ostensibly four generations of Mario, yeah. they are basically putting things that aren't canon in other er- like or at least yeah. not not so much not canon, but they weren't part of those original games. Yeah. The Wiggler is an example of yeah. that. In the last trailer, there is a Wiggler sprite for Mario 1. The Wiggler wasn't in Mario 1. Nope. Or uh, Yoshi, right? They're even bending the laws of uh, you can put wings on a fire flower and yep. it'll fly out of the question block that you find it in. And I just think that's nuts. Um but the bigger question they're not answering right now is in terms of power-ups as a whole, does that, does that same mindset apply to them? So, for example, are you using a cape outside of Super Mario World? So yes, far, I no mean, footage seems to suggest how that's being addressed right now. So, uh, from what I gathered, it's, it's mostly hovering around Mario 1 physics and, uh, and items. If, if they're going to start getting into flying and stuff like that, I, have we really seen well, any of that? So Yoshi is shown on the website too. That's another. Yeah. I mean, Yoshi's yeah. technically, he, he's almost like a power-up. That's also on the website in Japan mm-hmm. for this game. Uh, so I still feel like there's a huge question mark in terms of how power-ups work, and maybe they address that at E3. Yeah. I also think at E3, do they address, what's the amiibo hook for this? It's obviously going to work with the Super Mario series, and you're probably launching the second wave the rest of the super mario series with this game um just putting that out there or we'll finally get those pixel art amiibos i've been wanting uh that would be nice yeah just take the rest of my wallet and throw Uh, it and then and then also uh in line with maybe um and it may be too soon to ask this question but what's the long-term support for this game going to look like i mean are people going to be downloading anything to add to it of course it's too soon to talk about dlc and they're not going to talk about dlc but is this the kind of game that can even support i think yeah well this is the kind of game where dlc uh literally creates itself I mean, we're getting. To, I'm looking at this as we're getting endless Mario sequels from this from this game. Well, and New Super Mario Brothers two had like packs of levels you were able to download, but yeah. 
it's unclear to me yet what uh, it's too soon to be even talking about this but at the same time I just wonder it really I mean there there there's so many different approaches to to utilizing future updates like what you guys brought up like the music maker could be a tool set that you add to the game in the future yep. mm-hmm. right like think about how much money um you know, Minecraft has made with skin sets that people download. It is probably not going to be very hard for them to change all the skin sets around where they could have like a like a Zelda edition or something. Like, sure. you, you can or imagine Luigi, them. Yeah, Luigi, or Luigi. Maker. Luigi yeah. I'm actually Maker more interested. I'm more interested in seeing developer packs of sort of like it's five bucks and Kojima makes 10 Mario levels. Oh, like, yeah, that yeah. would be I'll really totally cool. try that out. Yeah. You know? tr- so they did try um, a similar developer with, tactic with WarioWare. With WarioWare DIY, but they weren't charging for it. But like Sakura I made a mini game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Yoshio Sakamoto, the producer of that game, made a mini game. I think Sakamoto might be involved in this game too, although I'm not 100% sure. It just it seems like his style of game. I know this is Tezuka's world and it's it's uh if you keep up with the Mario series, you should know who that what that name and who mm-hmm. that name is. But uh, I have a funny feeling it's also they, a Sakamoto project. They did give all those levels away for free though, right? Uh for Mar- for, for New Super Mario Bros. For, for WarioWare. For WarioWare, yes. Yeah, but not for, for New, New Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers 2. No, you paid for those. Well, those actually, they, they felt more like challenge maps in that they were, they, yeah, they were kind of like a little more bite size and, and time. But even quicker. that game's approach doesn't seem part of Mario Maker. Or is it? I don't know. Could you just shower gold coins everywhere? And like, because that's kind of what that game went for. It was more of a high score attack uh, with money and you trying to build up and amass these coins. I don't know. There's so many questions. We could be here forever talking about this. I just wanted to close that out with there's still some pretty big questions that are absolutely going to get addressed at E3 yep. because this is a September game. All right. Next up, the spiritual successor to Banjo Kazooie is a thing. It is uh, called Ukulele. Ukulele. Yuka and Lele. Yuka is the chameleon. Yeah. Yuka is the chameleon, and Lele is a bat. And there's a dynamic and similar style that, uh, you know, is very similar to Banjo Kazooie. It's made by a lot of the same team. Uh, the art, if it feels familiar, is by Steve Males, who uh, M A Y L E S. That seems like Males. Um, and these are basically folks from Rare. Now, seems like they're gearing up for a Kickstarter yeah. to revive uh, what is left of, you know, sort of the platformer. Yeah, May 1st is when the Kickstarter is going to kick off. They've shown us some footage. Um, you can find it on IGN uh, if you look for Project Ukulele or yeah. Ukulele. Yeah, Y O O K A. The footage, by the way, represents three weeks of coding work only, so it's super early, and you can see it's, it's actually choppy. It doesn't run very well. It doesn't have, like, enemies, really. It's very devoid. Um, but you can get a sense that... That it looks very much like just an HD, yep. simple HD version of Banjo Kazooie. So yep. now the question is, how much money do they want to deliver to develop? Yeah, this what's game? the project goal? You know, the pro- the price for the game is fifteen bucks. Um, you know, uh, you get a copy of the game for fifteen bucks if you're a back backer. So you mm-hmm. know, cheaper game. Is the Kickstarter launched already? No, it's coming, okay, and tomorrow. and they've been really quiet on what the figure is for yep. in terms of how much it's going to take to get sure. this made. But also, Windows, Mac, Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and Wii U will be getting this game. Yeah. So it, it's spread. it looks it will look and sound like Banjo. The question is, will it be as charming and as tight as the original Banjo Kazooie? Or, you know, be more like Banjo-Tooie, like a bigger world. Mm-hmm. Are we going for yeah. that? Yeah, I almost wonder um, where where and how this is going to work out. But if you're interested in that, make sure you check that out. Um, mm-hmm. If you the, haven't seen it, you should totally look at it. The logo even looks like... It, lo- it looks like when you see, like, dollar store versions of your favorite <laughs> products. Um, now, I'm really excited for it because I, like... 
we reached an oversaturation point in the late '90s with 3D platformers, uh, where they they it's just there were so many of them. Earthworm Jim, Arrow the Acrobat, even even Donkey Kong 64. Like I actually tried to replay that game. Oh my god, there were so many Mm -hmm. Chameleon Twist, like all these, just so many. And uh, I got so sick of them, and then they went away for so long that I'm actually uh, I'm totally ready for. Maybe not a comeback, but to see a few here and there start popping up and, again. So, and that's yeah. the that's the question, right? Like, is was Banjo Kazooie an expression of these guys' like style and art style and talent, or is this trying to mimic Banjo Kazooie retroactively? Right? I gotta yeah. think it's like this is the, the their expression, like the kind of game they want to make. Mm-hmm. And I I gotta think they really liked the formula that they stumbled upon with with Banjo Kazooie, that kind of interplay between two characters. Yeah, it was really clever, and they had really good kind of that. The characters were fun. They weren't yeah. amazingly designed characters, but they they were so much fun in the levels. But were. what what did uh, I, I want to back up a little bit? Because what did mm. happen to the 3D platformer? Like I feel like uh, I mean, obviously Nintendo still rolls out Mario games, but um, in terms of everyone seems to agree there was this saturation point. Was but was it also that just no one was really discovering anything incredibly new? Yeah, in the terms of the 3D platformer. platformer because, the yeah. mascot because the platformer is around. You yeah, know? Like it is. Just have more story and has assassins. But, and, uh, but, mm-hmm. but uh, well, that's true, I and guess, to a degree. first person in a lot well, of ways. And, right? and independent developers are making platformers, I feel like, all the time. They, mm-hmm. A lot of independent and development and indies seem to rely on the games or create the games that they grew up adoring mm-hmm. or mashing up genres within that. But I don't know. I, I sometimes... First of all, it's long overdue that this happens to shooters, I feel, and it hasn't. Uh, well, that's because the violence and military kind of look sells factor is still there, right? Like the mascot platformers, I think as gamers grew up, some grew out of that kind yeah. of style and yeah. said, hey, that's for babies. Yeah, but where's the kids you who know? are replacing the older folks yeah. that are coming out of this hobby? They, but they don't, and they're playing Skylanders, right? Which is kind of a representation of the classic platform, sure. even though it's Gauntlet rebooted, yeah. basically. Absolutely. But, but no, I think kids want to grow up much faster, right? That's where your 12-year-old does want to play Call of Duty mm-hmm. rather than playing Banjo-Kazooie or, or Mario. No, I think it's just that people grew out of that kind of Disney art style in a lot of ways. Also, you see that with Disney movies, too. They don't look like the classic Mickey Mouse yeah. cartoons anymore. They also, I mean, uh, first-person shooters are always uh, like showpieces for new mm-hmm. consoles and for consoles in general or PC specs. People max out their settings to show how good a first-person shooter can look. And 3D platformers used to be like that. Mario 64 was absolutely mm-hmm. the first benchmark for what a, a 3D home console should look like in terms of like polygons and how it should control and stuff like that yeah. but you can look to if you want if you want to know why or why people aren't making these things anymore I mean because the company that makes them best stop making them and that's mm-hmm. Nintendo Nintendo makes platforming games but they're not and they are 3D but they are not in the same way that Mario 64 and Sunshine were or or any of the rare games mm-hmm. were I mean Galaxy is basically bite-sized worlds that you're shooting around to 3D world are kind of smaller levels that sprawl a, a little less differently than I would say something like Mario 64 did but that that openness of like here's a huge field and a whole bunch of things to explore and collect and climb and, on yeah, and, and the and, others didn't and sell, uh, right what? They, they were. I mean, we had a Mickey Mouse game from Warren Frickin' Spe- Spectre, yeah, for yeah, example, yeah. right? Like that had more had, to do with the game than it did. We had Psychonauts. Though. Like we had interesting um, concepts. Yeah, but those are mm-hmm. still. Yeah, but those are interesting concepts that still had. At least I, I did not play either, but huh. the, the perception. The perception I got was that they both still had a handful of problems. Whereas, not to you know contribute to any kind of bias, but I do feel that with. 
platforming, specifically Nintendo, seems to have their finger on the pulse of how to keep it fresh through the whole thing. How yeah. to make it fun and keep it fresh, regardless of the fact that the entire game revolves around the act of platforming. Yeah. There are levels, there are entire fields in Mario 3D World that blew my mind only because they're based on just one idea. Yeah. Trampolines was one of them where I was just like, oh my God, what yeah. is this? And then you'd play another one and you were on speed pads getting like mm-hmm. rocketed around a level. Like I think that there is something to be said for how you pace a game and how you design those things. And I think they do that really well. But I think they, I mean, to be fair, that advantage has always been there. I feel like even in the, you know, in the 16-bit days, it was still, they were Nintendo's platformers and they were just always a little better than the other guys. Yeah. But you also had really competent, you know, you did. kind of genre mix-ups like you Castlevania and Mega Man sure. with, with shooting mixed in. Like, those were all memorable. But it, I think it just came to a head where there were too many of these mascots where, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to buy this bat I don't want game. my water. <laughs> throwing my water across the table. I don't want this bat game, right? Like, you come, you came to this point where, like, every character had been used up, so mm-hmm. you yeah. didn't really want these characters. Uh, and then so many ideas had already been done, and Nintendo has always done them better. Now, But I feel today, like you can copy-paste the same statements about shooters today, and for whatever reason, it's not going guns, anywhere. Though. Like, again, like, I think there is this kind of gritty realism kind of military I agree with you. I just, by I'm the way, shocked. That not, it hasn't happened. Not yet. every shoo- shooter succeeds, right? Mm-hmm. Like there have been plenty of oh. shooters that aren't that good. Yeah. But it, I think it's also scary when you have Call of Duty and Battlefield at the top for companies to to even try to enter into the fray. They're gonna say like, you know what? We're gonna do something with a character. That's why you see so many more third person action games now, right? They want to have an ownable character rather than have the gun and like the technology be at the forefront but I will say that look at the Lego games right when you have a strong franchise at the core people will overlook deficiencies in gameplay those are platformers and puzzle games at heart They are, the gameplay mechanics are not that good, they're but boring. they're really fun because the characters are so charming. They're yeah, actually they're fun with other people. They're yeah. boring alone. Well, they're actually the closest. It's interesting you bring that up. They're, they're probably the closest to Mario 64 and Sunshine that anyone's doing these days because they give you worlds that you then have to return to with slightly better or improved powers. And they do give you that kind of openness. Like in Lego, you can just beat the level or you can go collect every stud to max it out. And that yeah. was one of my favorite things to do in Mario 64 was to replay a level and get 100 coins. Right, you just don't have that in 3D World. You just have this very—it's you start here and you end here. There's a flagpole at the mm-hmm. end of every level, and it's not an objective-based flagpole the way it is in Mario 64 or Sunshine. Yeah, where it's but like, they—but oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, no, you no, no, off. No, no. But they, but they do embed like sort of a mini challenge in that if you want that five-star clear file, yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. beat that stage with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, and I love yeah. that. I do love that. And that's there for people who want it, uh, but. It, it is what it is. Yeah, the, I mean, the genre is not completely dead. Nintendo Rayman still is around with 2D, right? Yep, yep. The, trying 3D. Yeah. The, uh, they've mm-hmm. been quiet on Rayman, though, for a bit. But I they've, mean, they've it's used like two their, years old. I mean, they've used their, their kind of cool art style engine on other Child games. Of like Light. Child of yeah. Light. And they've done the... Valiant uh, Hearts. The, yeah, Valiant Hearts, yeah. the World War One story. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely experiencing, uh, experimenting more with art style rather than with platforming yeah. per se. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. But it's... I mean, the genre is <clears throat> alive and well on mobile, obviously, right? Endless ru- runners for... A while were the only representation mm-hmm. yeah. for platformers. No, on mobile, and, they, but and they are fun. It's evolving, yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, they do take away the control of what I enjoy with platformers, mm-hmm. but they still find a way to be entertaining of their own right. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's not easy to nail platforming in the in in a three D world either, right? Mm-hmm. Like I remember even playing the early ones, like Jumping Flash. Do you remember that game mm-hmm. where you know, like it was. 
easy to miss a jump, not because you suck, but because you couldn't tell. You know? Yeah, you, couldn't you just tell couldn't lie about it. My favorite and... thing that disappeared from uh, older, like early 3D games was when you pressed a button and there was this tiny delay and then it happened. Oh, remember? oh yeah. Those were some of my favorite ways to, actually not favorite. I used to yeah. just you curse and jump screen. now and I'll jump half an hour later. <laughs> what I was thinking about the other day that I really miss, uh, my wife <clears> saw me playing Super Mario 64 and I put the controller down and I talked to her and she looked up and she goes, is Mario sleeping? <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, yeah, they used to do that in every game yeah. where you left the controller alone, another character would get bored and pull out a Game Boy or just yeah. fall asleep on the floor. Yeah, Sonic was just like, hurry yeah. up. I yeah. love that. That was yeah. so like uh, third, you know, the fourth wall. Just yeah, like and the first out. thing I'd do with those games is to wait and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, and you bring out yo-yos. It just doesn't that. really happen anymore. You yeah. just don't really they see have a lot little of things though. Like uh, I loved in 3D World, and we talked about this back when that game came out. But you can stomp on a Koopa. He pops out of his shell, grab the shell, and then you could just play keep away. Yeah. And he chases you. Yeah. And then eventually he gets tired, stops, mm-hmm. sighs, <laughs> and just says whatever. That's so, that's so sad. <laughs> that it's so tormenting. I know. But it's so, so funny. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so let's take a break right here. And when we come back, since this was a light week on news, it's time for the question block Sweet. once again. Don't go anywhere. Jose Otero here with Brian Altano and Per Schneider, and it is time for your favorite segment, uh, our favorite at least sometimes, the question block. We have questions from all over the internet, and uh, props to everyone who has been sending questions, by the way. These have been getting really good. I feel last week the one that I almost cracked on, or that I did crack on. Oh, oh you cracked. Oh, you cracked. Oh, that's documented. Um, you cracked. It's, it's documented very well. Um, that, that batch just kicked off just a wave of really good questions. If you're thinking of submitting a question, you can do that by going to nvc at ign.com also keep in mind try to stay away from the yes or no answer like should they make this game of course they should rather try to hone in on what's the discussion what's the thing we actually should be talking about and less prediction on whoa they should bring this back and and keep it brief you can always have a question if you want to give us more feedback if you didn't like something or you loved something you can always write a little bit more below but keep the question like really concise like two sentences yeah go for that All right, so let's start with a question from Josiah. Josiah asks, with the release of Shovel Knight on PlayStation and Xbox consoles, Yacht Club Games, the developer, has added both Kratos and Battletoads to the new versions of the game. Do you think there should be an update for the Wii U U and 3DS version to add a wandering traveler from a Nintendo IP? And if so... Who do you want it to be? Well, I don't think that's I don't think necessarily that's happening. Mm-hmm. Like I think that Shovel Knight is out on uh, you know, sort of the Wii U 3DS and unless it's something that Yacht Club Games feels like doing. Yeah, so I was going to be a thing. I you was having what? this exact same conversation with Marty Sleva the other day and he was like, "Man, Nintendo got kind of screwed on Shovel Knight." And I was like, "Why?" And no. he's like, "Well, PlayStation got Kratos and Xbox got Battletoads. That's that's, you know, throwbacks to some of their classic franchises even though Battletoads is not a, really an Xbox thing." No one 
one really has any identity mm-hmm. with that. And he's like, Nintendo didn't get anything. And I'm like, Nintendo got an entire game <laughs> built around Super Mario, Mega Man, Zelda 2, all of the old tropes and all the old moments it from those video games. signature Nintendo. The, the entire game <laughs> is a nod to That's Nintendo. So without having one single, I mean, yeah, Mario doesn't show up they or Link doesn't else. show up. But the, the entire game is, is a nod to Nintendo fans. So you said they got the entire game. Yeah, they got the whole that's game. That's right. They got the game before any yeah. other platform. They so, did. and that's why you know the the developer didn't add anything outside of the obvious homage of the entire game. They didn't yeah. add any characters when you know they took it to Microsoft and Sony. I mean, you know this famously when offering a, a game for download, there were all sorts of little rules and stipulations. It's got to be made for the Xbox. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. got to have something special. And I think Nintendo had some clauses like that too, right? Yeah, so absolutely. That was a no-brainer to work with those guys to put those characters in. They didn't need that for Nintendo because the entire game was original. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I asked, yeah. like, I mean, I, looking, we, I watched uh, Brendan Graber who works uh, here at IGN. He, he does, like, he's guides. In, yeah. he does guides and wikis and he's also an editor here. He um, he captured all the stuff of uh, unlocking Battletoads. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're, they're like direct <coughs> one-to-one remakes of classic Battletoad levels. Mm-hmm. And by classic, I mean really bad, awful levels that are now here again in, in HD. Uh, so I have, I sort of feel like Xbox guys got screwed the most because they got Battletoads, and I don't know if there's really any lineage there. <laughs> and Battletoads is not... It's it's sort of like the way Sega fans for the long time, longest time were like, oh man, Alter Beast, remember that? And then you'd start it, and you'd be like, oh yeah, this game sucks. And then you'd rip it out yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> immediately. So it's like, yeah, it was wow. a cool throwback. Words again. Dude, that, that game on. sucked. Right. <laughs> like, Which I'm one, sorry. Alter Beast? Alter Beast was hot garbage. I think... I think uh, I think Battletoads. There's rise some... from your grave. Totally. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's Is so... that from Star Wars? Perhaps. Yeah, that's <laughs> you, you and McGregor in Star Wars. Too much rise emotion. from your grave. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I thought Battletoads was interesting. It had it had a couple of great ideas in it, and the you know it's it was a quirky sort of post Ninja Turtles thing going on, but it's not a good game. Yeah. So to get a whole section dedicated to it is interesting. And Kratos was never really eight bit, so I really still feel like Nintendo fans won on this one. Well, I think this is part of Microsoft trying to take. Trying to exercise franchise care now, right? Like yeah. making sure that you don't forget that they do own some of these characters that they've got. You know, they they got Conquer. You know, that's why they pull it, putting him in in Project Spark. So I think that's what that was. Like yeah. they talked to uh, to the developer and they said, "Oh yeah, why why not Battletoads?" It mm-hmm. was probably Chris Chala, our you yeah. know, our, our friend who loves Battletoads. Well, I, it it makes me think like at E three this year, Microsoft's going to be like. Coming up next, fan favorite, Battletoads. Is this like Remastered. when Killer Instinct yeah. got announced? And everyone was like, who wanted that? Yeah, and it was like who, remastered who? in HD, and it'll Come just on. be. But it's the game cool. turned out okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Killer Instinct actually yeah. turned out way better than people any of the old Killer Instincts. No. But Battletoads, come on. Combo. That's going to be a head scratcher. And people are gonna, in the room are going to cheer and clap because they remember it, and then they're yeah. going to play it, and they're going to be like, oh, that's right. That was that was Nintendo's Altered Beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair With a big fist. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it would be really cool if they released an update and, mm-hmm. and had like a kind of like a second coming for this game so that people remember it's on the Wii U eShop because it's like you know games get forgotten like, so, and, I'm, right. and we talked about you know some of the new ones like um, you know affordable space like mm-hmm. this one yeah. like they get forgotten too fast and so like doing an update with something special would be really cool who'd you put smart. in though what, what, to name it who do you want you, uh, you would put too easy in. why I don't know yeah <laughs> 
the minute he loses, they're do like, no, show me my loses with, uh, yeah. with Zelda, Zelda enemies. Zelda 2 Link. Yeah. Or Zelda enemies. Okay. Yeah, Zelda 2, we haven't seen that Link in a long time. I mean, the entire I mean, town Miyamoto is based on his yeah. towns. You yeah. know? The shovel is. Yeah. yeah, people like to get Miyamoto to throw that game under the bus these days, Zelda 2. That's all That's all people seem to do. Are you having fun with that bad? Scrooge McDuck would be a good, good have him fight that. That's mm-hmm. that's another nod. It was a great experiment. All right. So so any any you got a character to throw in there? One more or? No, I don't I'm, have st- I'm sticking with my answer. Yeah. They, the okay. whole game, the whole game is a, is is a nod. Okay, to Nintendo. fair enough. We're done. And pair through his water bottle. So that means next question. <laughs> uh, here we go. This one comes from Bryce, and he says he loves the show. Thank you, Bryce. Do you think this E3 we can expect more new Nintendo 3DS exclusive games similar to Xenoblade that's going to push OG 3DS users like myself to go out and get a new unit? So this this struck me as an interesting question, right? I mean, new 3DS exists. It's out. We have a Fire Emblem game coming. We have Animal Crossing House Arrest coming. We yep. have... Uh, Yokai Watch, which is yep. these are all games that so far seem to work on OG 3DS. Where what is the next new 3DS exclusive? Oh, I, I don't I don't think that uh, that Animal Crossing House Arrest works on original 3DS. <laughs> uh, it will because when it, the day so it right. comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, because it has the it comes it with has, the hockey yeah, puck, it has right? The, it's uh-huh. a big puck now. Yeah, yeah. That thing's like a salt shaker now. Yeah. <laughs> it's serious. Uh, I hate to throw it under the bus, but it, it was rather. Large. I like how we've just we've just we just nailed down that it's Animal Crossing House Arrest. It's now. your yes. fault. You <laughs> say it good, every good, time. Good name. <laughs> no, but seriously, Animal Crossing. Ha- uh, <laughs> Animal Happy Crossing. House Arrest. <laughs> Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer is a thing. It, it's it's nice. It, that's yeah. cool. But yeah, what what's the next 3D, new 3DS exclusive, guys? Like, is it a Wii game? Everyone wants to jump on that. I one, mean, right? right now it's got to be a port of something, unless they're making something from scratch that's that that's that taxing on on the hardware, right? Because okay. it, it and it doesn't seem like. I mean, you look at something like Box Boy or Puzzle and Dragons Mario Edition, Metroid like, Other M. It's coming. It could be something like that. I God, think it's too Why would risky. you even say that? <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm partial. Yeah, because you can't, you can't, you, like, it's just, that, that whole sentence is a roller coaster. You say Metroid, <laughs> I get excited. You say Other M, and I dip right down into the depths right, of it. How about no. Metroid Prime? Other M. <laughs> no. <laughs> but how would that yeah. work? Yeah, no, I would lo- yeah uh-huh. sure. I would love Metroid yeah. Prime on a handheld. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? What? The f- original game doesn't have any camera control. So you retrofit you the original on. Metroid Prime and put it on Wii to use motion controls, yeah. and then you ported it again to 3DS and took them out. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm working that on doesn't right wor- now. That doesn't work of with me. Of course it could. Although no, you but could like do the Sunshine, I'd like that back. Sunshine would be awesome. Like, I do think that they, they, they have to focus on a remake because the install base for the new 3DS is not there. And so that would split the market if they had a major new game coming out yeah. just for this platform. I think that's really risky for them at this point. Mm-hmm. It's too I early. Know, I just I don't see a remake on, uh, of anything from Wii Catalog software that would be it. Cause I, just, I don't gains, see it. Yeah, the gains are just not there. Like Few yeah. people can t- tell the difference between something running on new 3DS and yep. standard. But yep. if you would have told me the first new Nintendo 3DS exclusive was going to be Xenoblade, I would have said... Heck no, you're crazy. Like there's that just would not have made well, sense. To me, to me that means it's like it's a game that appeals to a really hardcore audience. Therefore, those other guys that are gonna and that was the, the smart 3DS. move of, yeah. of putting it there. And I think that's gonna continue. I don't think you're gonna see like a big mainstream seller just for the new 3ds. Well, I think they want to make sure everybody buys their games. This, yeah. Well, this the, holiday the tough season, part right? is that like Xenoblade said their games is <laughs> games is yeah I'm Gollum <laughs> games is uh, Xenoblade was a games-es. good a good 
game to show off what the new 3DS could do in theory, but I don't think it looks that hot. Like it's actually kind of an ugly looking game on, on the 3DS. Crizzly. Yeah. It's it's a bit it's yeah. It's a yeah. Yeah. So to, in terms Crizzle, of being like crizzly. look what the new 3DS can do. Yeah. It's not that. So if they're looking for a flagship title, that ain't it. What I want and what I've been saying for the ages is Resident Evil 4. Put that game on no. 3DS. Give us like the the best the, give us you the You want lead. another Resident Evil 4? Oh, hang on. No, yeah. you did not just say that. Yeah, really? I want Resident Evil 4 Again? on my 3 on my new 3DS. New Resident you need Evil the 4. 10th platform for that game to be on? Yes. That thing's on everything. No, I want the first every, portable that, that, it, that it works on. Every under the sun already has that game. Good, <laughs> let's put one more under the sun. <laughs> Why'd you make Jose angry? Like, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm actually joking. I, I mean, I'm I think it would be fun to play a Resident Evil on a handheld and a Revelation 2. How about the Apex? Of the Resident Evil franchise. How about that? I've played huh? it so many times, though. Like, oh, it's good. so it's you it's not for you. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, for no, me. Clearly, I played um, it so many times and I love it. Maybe it's Pikmin. Like, I don't know. I mean, I just too small. part of me. Too it small, is really yeah. small. Um, I just looking at whatever. We can do this all day. Sunshine. I don't, I don't Sunshine is perfect. Resident Sunshine is perfect. Yeah. So I, you would you would you perfect. would you would throw a Mario game at a smaller install base. You would do that. Or Mario 64, not HD collection stop it. new. Stop it. Stop toying with I have a feeling that game, that, that game's just, it is where it is forever. It's, yeah. in, the, it's in the two places it is. It's, it's on the done. virtual console, and it's on the DS where you can't play it. Oh, it's so good. I know. It's so I know. good. It's such a great game. I, I, was, I was replaying it recently. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah. it still holds up. It's still a fantastic game. Unlike uh, Donkey Kong 64, which is still a pile of trash. <laughs> Just, I, it's but amazing no, to me no. that those games came out anywhere right. near each other. Well, Bryce, you stumped us. We got nothing. All right. What? Yeah. I named one. You, you, no, we got nothing that Jose wants. Yeah. I wanted Sunshine. I wanted Resident Evil 4. That's a good list. Metroid Prime, Mother M. Get and a whole I, and good I agree. Other M. Brian had nothing. <laughs> Other M. All right. Here we go. Next question. Thanks, Alter Bryce. Beast. Ne- next question <laughs> comes from uh, write in if you think you. Uh, no, actually, I don't, I don't. I don't know if I want to keep going with that one. Uh, Paul from England. He says, "Here we go, guys. Are you ready?" Uh, love, by the way, he loves the show. Do you think any Wii U games will be ported to the NX? The new console gives them a chance to connect with a, with a potentially wider audience. And it would be a shame for those people to miss out on something like Mario Maker, which sure. I agree. I even think uh, that applies to Mario Kart 8, even though that game has the highest attach rate of a lot of games. It's still like a shame more people are not playing that thing because oh, it's God. incredible. It's, it's it's one of the most perfect games they've made. Aside from battle mode, it's like I, every time I go back to Mario Kart, which obviously I did with the new DLC, so mm-hmm. good. it is so good. It's such a well-made game. I always look at the, the graphics are yeah. so like, you know, you can say what you want about the power of the, the hardware compared to the other platforms, but it's like that game does not have to hide. It oh, just no. looks yeah. so vibrant yep. and beautiful when you see it running. Yep. It's so even smooth. with even without yeah. uh, the anti-aliasing that people like to, you know, throw into the bus that Nintendo that just doesn't really do that often. Yeah. It still looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks really good. giant screen, too. Yeah, it yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. 55 um, inches, I'm that's happy. That's a really good question. And, you know, Mario Kart is a game that can easily make the transition to whatever these, this new platform is. Well, N- Nintendo might have a curveball, right? It might be a game and watch that hangs from your wrist or something. Yeah. But, like, if it is a home <laughs> console that is more powerful than the Wii U, you could imagine that. Because it does not rely on the tablet. Like, I think the tablet is gone with NX. It's like, yeah. there's no way the tablet controller is coming back. No, Nintendo has a rich legacy. The concept of having a tethered tablet to your machine. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, it doesn't even, you don't even need, you don't even need it now for most of their if, games. If but. ports from Wii U exist, I think something that does the job has to be there. I think the bigger question is, 
what you keep dancing around every time we talk about what the next thing is, which is, I is there a handheld is. version that leaves with you? Yeah. But I don't think you can have ports on a system that doesn't have the two screens to support the ports. Like, No, that's what I'm saying. Like the Mario Kart can be there. But but Mario Maker is going to have a but, harder time. But no, I actually, no. That I, one would I think work some too. form of that, that tablet too. screen, uh, I hate to say it, but maybe makes a comeback. But in a way that I don't know how they make it better. Uh, I just well, you, you if know, it I, is this if it is this hybrid device, that's that, the way it's going to. But that's, that's it. how it's going. No, down. but but that's it. Like if it is a hybrid, then it is just a handheld you hook up to your TV, and hopefully it'll be able to crank out nice visuals. Like that. That is the one direction. If it's not this machine, that's going to happen with the next one. I know you don't think it's going to be ready. I think it's I'm, expensive. I'm that's little, always been I'm my, a little my, worried about that too because, it. like, look at the Vita, right? Like, people are not exactly saying that's the machine I want, well, and it it is doubtful that. Nintendo can make a machine that is so radically beyond that. And let's be fair to the Vita here. That is a sophisticated piece of hardware. That thing Mm -hmm. does feel really good in your hands. It is a solid piece of kit. And because of what smartphones have done to portable gaming, it's not picking up steam. And it probably never will, unfortunately. And that's where Um, I'm I'm like 90% sure that the next machine will not be the handheld hook it up to your TV uh thing. I'm just kind of... You've come around. No, it's like I, I kind of... For me, it makes sense because they're spreading themselves so thin with the two platform support. Like if they if the next machine is not something that is all about making putting games on this platform super easy for third parties, it has to be a merger of their two main lines. Otherwise, they're not going to have enough games again. But is the technology but there? The, no, it's not going to yeah, look as awesome. But the only reason they don't have enough games is because of the third party problem. Yeah. We agree on that. Yep. It is the fact that if if third parties were making Wii U games, we would not be looking at the past two years yeah. that where we were just sitting there for but, months going, what are we doing right but now? But think about if 3DS and Wii U were one machine, how many games you would have to play. That'd be an even, well, there probably not that many either, but like <laughs> it at least costs a money, couple costs more time, costs I mean, you, money. You guys but, remember that the, the diff- there's, there's a difference between having a robust third-party lineup and having a fan base who buys them. Yeah. And you don't. Like well, Nintendo yeah, fans yeah. don't care; they don't buy third-party well, games. So as much as they complain in that, about them not being there, like they don't come out in numbers when it comes time to actually support these things. Well, and part of me also thinks like a fourth platform that's offering the same experience is not going to set no. the world on fire. Like I just I think these days it's more about finding a way to get whatever's coming to your platform to have something cool for the people who are on that platform, something that differentiates it from. Choosing from another platform. I would I would say that the the tablet controller thing is dead after the Wii U in terms of Nintendo's home console market. If they still want to pursue touchscreens on the handheld, that's a different story. But in terms of the home console market, I don't think they'll ever pursue the, the tablet. Thing so again. then Wii U ports the are out the tab. window. Well, that means that. yeah. So that means yeah. you're dead ending a couple of games in the same way you did. Look at something like Skyward Sword, right? You can't play that anymore because they tethered it to the Wii Motion Plus controllers, and that's yeah. that's where that game lives and dies until they figure out another way around it. Uh, Mario Maker will live and die on Wii U unless they figure out a way to put it somewhere else. If they let you use your iPad as a tablet, then maybe that's something you can do. But you're really, you're counting down the number of games that would really benefit, uh, that really do currently benefit from the tablet. And it's it's probably five first party games that are just like, that yeah. needs a tablet. And you look at something like Zombie U, third party, like third party is not a lot to worry about. You have Nintendo Land, you have Mario Maker, you have Mario Party uh, even. I mean, mm. Does that even use touchscreen stuff? Not really. I mean, uh, no, the whole Amiibo support. I think Amiibo absolutely makes it into the next platform, and the way that goes in sure. is possibly through another tablet. Really? I 
I hate to say that out loud, but I think so. I don't Part think so. I think he's so. selling another hockey puck. <sighs> I mean, I look, Skylanders get made it fine without tablets. I mean, they just sell. Mm, yeah, portals. but this is but this is something that's baked into the hardware, and for them, it's such a money maker. Why leave that? Where? Why? Why abandon that? It's making them money. It's oh, I know. Them through some some tough times. I know. So I know. They got your money out of that. It got my money. So got we a lot totally of money. got off that topic, though. We did. But like, I mean, that's the that's the open. That thing. rarely happens. We, on this we show. just we we honestly have no idea what the next platform is, and it's obviously very very early. We haven't heard of any developer getting kits or even an idea of what the NX is. Like well, anybody outside of Nintendo. We have, I haven't heard anything. No, heard no, something? no. I haven't heard and anything, so, but I will say uh, we that doesn't mean, and I feel like a lot of folks have been doing this, and next week we're actually going to tackle this a little bit, just some sleuthing, some looking mm-hmm. at sort of things the company has said and how what we think that translates to, the yeah. interpretation, if you will. Even if it's too soon to say it, um, this is something that's hanging in the air. And at E3, it's, it'll be interesting to see how they avoid it. So the, only, so the only way, just to bring it back to that one kind of console that's both handheld and home console, sure. the only, like, the one thing I have in my brain that keeps on saying, you know what, it's the likely thing to happen is that they look back at their history and their biggest success from a hardware perspective was the underpowered machine, was the Wii, where they created something that, or the was, Game Boy. that was not scary. It was all about creating a unique experience for, for the consumer. And it was underpowered. They, didn't, they weren't in the race with the Xbox and the PlayStation. Like, and so while we're sitting here going like, well, is the technology far enough to tether to create a handheld that's also your console? They may be saying, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. If so it it's is, current spec. If it's, just, if it's just as powerful as the Wii U, but it shrunk down into a smaller device that's a controller and a screen and a home and connects to your TV, it's, then that's It's all the enough. screens. I mean, and this, screens. Is not, this is not just it's, Nintendo's message, what yeah. you're talking about, too. Like, uh, the the I think the PlayStation 4 right now is the first time in video game history where the console with the best graphics is also the best selling. Yeah. Historically, it was always the one with probably the worst. You look at the PlayStation 2, you look at the Wii. I mean, even, even if you get, get into like Super Nintendo and Genesis, they, the Genesis was playing that whole game of we have blast processing, yeah. we can do all these things Super Nintendo can't do. I mean, sure. it's But gra- don't underestimate third parties in this equation too. Like I feel like PlayStation 4, and not to stay too much longer on this because we actually need to move on, uh, but I feel like PlayStation 4 is living off of its third-party support more than ever, um, and that Sony's first party is still kind of shuffling behind the scenes to figure out exactly. I mean, they've they've got a great template. They've got got cross-buy. They've got a lot of really cool options. Mm -hmm. They have PlayStation Plus. And being someone who buys into that ecosystem, you're getting a ton of stuff where yeah. if you own a Vita, you're getting a bunch of games. If you own a PS3, you're getting a bunch of games They're, that work on your system out yeah. of the box the day you get it. Sony's absolutely relying on uh, third-party stuff way more than first because a lot of their first-party stuff, if you look at like The Order or, mm. you know, a lot of that stuff's been kind of like Killzone or yeah. Knack. It's, it's, it sells well, but it's, it's pretty Knack. lackluster. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was their... that Did was that sell well? Remember we were talking about uh, platforming games yeah. earlier? Surprise! Um, yeah. So, but they've, they've maintained... That was, was kind of cat. Yep. Yeah, they've maintained in the same way the iOS ecosystem has, and that's basically just constantly having a stream of games. Whether they're indies, whether they're third party, whether there's first party, there was always something happening on PlayStation Four, and you just don't have that with the Wii U. You have oh, like yeah. always, actually, with Nintendo platforms in general, you have just these three month chunks where nothing sure. is happening. Yeah, and that's where is... lower spec, a lower spec machine would help, though, right? Yeah. Like if Android can, if an Android platform can get people to make games, maybe that's yeah. the route yeah, Nintendo, but, uh, Nintendo wants to take. Yeah, and I, let's I will... back up a little bit on that. On the, just sorry, on the last part of your statement where. 
uh, yeah, there were three month chunks. I feel like this is the first year though they've actually had a lot more success getting was, games out the door. I was actually going to yeah. correct myself in terms of I actually like a lot of the indie stuff that's happening on Wii U now. I think they're playing with indies a little better than they ever did before. Yeah, like, well, and they're playing with smaller games if you think about it too, in terms of Kirby, yeah, in terms of yeah. uh, well, Mario Party is is a full fledged game, but yeah. I feel like we're already a couple of, like it. It just feels like there's a lot more happening now versus the last two years, which oh just, yeah, oof. or or even you look at like you look at on the Wii when it was basically just shovelware and yeah. the occasional first party game for for or a long even, time towards the yeah. tail end of its life cycle. Or even cycle. using DLC for Smash Brothers and Mario Kart as yep. a way to just get your interest in again. This isn't new Super Luigi U. This is no. like some serious like content to these games. And if they're smart, they're going to continue to beat that drum. Especially on Smash Brothers, I think they only just started, which was surprisingly later than I thought it would be. But yep. hey, good on them. If that game keeps selling, that's that's what they need. All right. What, what if NX is an Android console? What, like the Ouya? Yeah, like the Ouya, just a little better. The uh, Ouya's up for sale let's, let's right not, now. Yeah, yeah, you can buy it. Let's Along with that. all the Ouyas that are up for sale right yeah. now. I bought one. I got, you did? I, I did. I have an awesome story okay. about it. Did you, did you go to a retailer? Uh, no, I, um, I they sent ordered you one? it right at the beginning, mm-hmm. like all when right. it was kickstarted. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, yeah. All right. No, I went to a store and bought it, and when I asked the guy, he said, what? <laughs> I was like an Ouya, and I loaded it on my phone, on my Ooh. Safari browser, just to go, it's real, and it says you have one in stock, and I pointed at my phone. Look, I got to be honest. Like, when you hook that thing up, it's so tiny, it's yeah. cool that it turns on. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. 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 I, I will go, last thing before we move on. I will say, though, uh, going back to your statement of it doesn't have to be a super-powered console, I agree with you. Only because I think that with Wii, they did learn that they can be the alternative console in the house and get a lot of success yep. off of that. Because even though the Wii sold gangbusters, part of the message to them was, well, we're not as powerful as these. I mean, they didn't flat out say it, but we're not as powerful as those guys, but we're a great alternative in your home. Which yeah. is basically yeah. what the Wii was. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's also like most households only buy one app roller or Vitamix yeah. or any of those other things that are once in a lifetime, <laughs> took, take over the world by storm, and then you don't need one again. I, no one who bought a Most of the people who bought a Wii didn't buy a Wii U afterwards. And it's because th- there wasn't, the same reasoning wasn't there. Like that was, I, that was the, there was a zeitgeist to the Wii that uh, no one's been able to capture since. I agree, uh-huh. yeah, but but it's still you know that kind of strategy that you can make money with the lesser hardware. Yeah, might still be fresh in their minds, and that doesn't mean that they're going to call it Wii or anything. I do think that the brand is now tainted, <sighs> you know, it's, and so they're going to move away from it's it. It's tainted, but, like, but like you wouldn't believe. But it is a cool story still, and I don't know. I mean, they they're going to do their market research. It might be a cool story to families to say, "Here's a device that is both handheld." And home, home yeah. console. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Goes. Sorry, we're a bit off the rails this uh, week. We're going right. to move on to the next question. Uh, this comes from it's good, okay. good friend of the show, Charles Gatson. Hi, Charlie. What's up, Charlie? Uh, I must say, your pursuit of Amiibo glory is admirable, but I wonder, what will you do and how will you feel once Amiibos are readily available everywhere? Stop buying them. I haven't bought a fun. single one, but I can't help but think the day will come when I can go to a store and purchase one of each, regardless of the quote-unquote Rarity. Will this day come and how far off are we? Charlie, that is an interesting mm. question. Only because I feel if the, if the dark days of Amiibo uh, buying are over, that's something that gets addressed at E3. And if we go through E3 and they don't say a word about restocking Amiibo, then this situation is but, never I mean, going we, to change. We already have answers on this. The <clears> answer is no, it's not happening. Because they've already said that there are certain characters based on popularity that they will probably just never do again. I mean, they've implied heavily that they put out certain runs, small runs. Like, people like Little Mac, I think we saw everything there was to see. But 
to really answer his question, I mean, this this, this, this is a question that applies to any early adopter of anything. Like yeah. the, re the reality is, is that by the time you get yours, and even if you can just walk in and buy them, I've been able to look at mine for six months. And every time I look at them, I'm like, they're cool looking. Yeah. And I get that little glimmer of joy followed by all the angst and hatred that comes with having to know what I went through to get those little pieces. Of <laughs> so like, it's the same thing of like, you know, what was it like to get a Wii at launch? It was a pain in the ass. But when you yeah. got one, you got to play video games for six months longer than anyone who bought one six months after you. So early adopters have to struggle and they have to pay more money and they put up with all this BS. But when they get it, they get to enjoy it for longer than somebody who gets it later. I think, I think you're onto something. I do think that kind of the anxiety factor makes people buy more than they than they actually rationally want. When I when I look at my collection, um, I am seeing the Mario Party ones, and they're kind of like the other guys don't want to play with them. Like they're yeah. kind of ostracized from the rest of the group. <laughs> they're outnumbered. No, it's like there are too many of them. First of all, there's something special about the Smash Brothers ones, right? Yeah. Like because you play that game so much, and you know you know the the kind of roster of characters, and so there is this kind of you know the, this this drive to complete your collection for Smash. I think though, now that I'm looking at Yoshi. And the Yarn Yoshis are really cool, but I don't feel the same need to have no. all three colors, yep. right? Like yep. Because they don't fit in with that collection. I don't have that same relationship with the, the, the Yoshi characters that way, same way. So I do think we're going to come to this point where... You know, once they're readily available, people are going to be more choosy. Yeah, I, they once they started being like, oh, an, uh, an amiibo is now a four-inch tall stuffed yeah. animal. I was like, thank you, because that means I don't have to get those. Yeah. Like if in a year, they'll be like, oh, here's a shoe with an amiibo in it. I'm like, good. Don't <laughs> need it. It's called Doesn't shoe fit it with my collection. I actually like the Mario Party line because they're – Happy looking. Everyone else is like, I'm going to kick your ass. They and Mario's is like, hey, what's going on? They actually look up. They're not all looking well, yeah, up. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the Smash series in particular, not only being the longest running series, but also yeah. the one that is showing the most signs of response and improvement. You just unboxed Wave oh, 4, man. most of Wave 4. You're missing Greninja and you're missing the Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff, yeah. yeah. But... Every single one of the ones you unboxed looked amazing. Yep. Like the quality is just through the roof these days. And it, there are no terrible rectangular stands or awkwardly colored globs of purple. Yeah. You do tend to complain when the amiibo is in the air. You find that very unnecessary. Well, like Wario is jumping and he's basically floating on two globs of glue. Right, like same yeah, glue I, that I the animal, like, villi animal crossing village. I feel like we on. wouldn't have lost anything if he was level with the ground. Mm. Um, in this case, because it doesn't really look like he's jumping; it looks like he's still standing. About? on Waha. Something, right? That's what I no, get. It. They're trying to take the poses from the game, but he's like, doing like a jig. It's like a kick your yeah. feet, and it's weird. And so it looks yeah. dynamic and stuff. I, I so I, I don't actually mind it that much. It's much better than the P stand link and and yeah, any of the colors. That's an uh, abomination. The booty on the on the Wii Fit. The booty. Like I feel so bad. She broke a leg. She broke yeah, and um, no, they all look good. All six look really good. Really like the way Pac-Man came out too. Um, you know, I'm a huge Pac-Man fan. If you watch the unboxing, I did it with Chris Call. Just look for Wave Four unboxing. Uh, we have a whole video where we talk. So, but so is that day never coming? Then is yes. is Charlie never going to walk yes. into a store? And they're all right there. There will be characters you can find forever, but I don't think I think some of them are just dead. The commons will always be a thing. The regulars. But think about the Mario Party series. I don't get the sense that anybody has this kind of collection anxiety and like the passion for the Mario Party ones. I think they do for Toad. Smash. Okay, so that one. They do for Toad. Toad had a very specific function, 
And one thing about the Smash characters is that it's the first time we see some of those characters in figure form. Like, think about that, right? Like, the Pokemon are more common. We've had figurines and, like, collectible little, like, you had Pokeballs with them in it. But, like, you know, Robin, Lucina, Little Mac, some of these characters, Villager, it's the first time we've seen these figurines. Same with Toad. It's not like Toad's been, like produced in so many different mm-hmm. forms. Mario we've seen so many times before. Yeah, and, yeah, and you'll always be able to walk into a store and get Mario and Bowser yeah. and Peach and, and Sonic. I mean, if you what? looked how common Sonic, even Mega Man, was shockingly common. Yeah. Like, people were snatching what? those up. What? Really? Mega I Man was really... a single Mega Man. In the oh, man, no, Mega Man's There were common. lots of Sonics, Sonics I saw right? everywhere. But... But, and that's why I think Nintendo wants to make sure that the third-party characters aren't sold out so it's a positive experience. I actually think Pac-Man is going to I think Sonic didn't sell out because Sonic plentiful. Boom came out. Mm-hmm. No, Sonic <laughs> is kidding. actually a nice that's figure, That's an awful conspiracy. I actually like that character, too. I think Sonic's a a cool character, very iconic. One of the few mascot survivors left. Yeah, like a really iconic 90s character. No, but think about... Mr. Game and Watch, like we've never had a statue of Game and Watch. Yeah, that, or he's Olimar in the Pikmin or Rob, and, which is the, Rob. Rob is my end game. Like he's the reason I'm <laughs> doing all of this because I've always wanted like a little figurine Rob. I have the real, actual Rob on my desk, the one yep. that I had was I went, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but like Rob, you're not going to be able to walk into a store three years from now and pick up Rob the Robot. Are you kidding me? Or Mr. Yeah. Game and Watch? And it's just not going to happen. But but that's I think I think in the few I think it's going to change. I do think they'll be more plentiful. I think the Smash Brothers. Line is going to be remembered as the one that broke us. Yeah. Um, so you're you're onto something there, Charlie. All right. So last question, and then we gotta go. Uh, this one comes from Robbie, and this hey. is uh, let's Robbie see. the Robbie. <laughs> so he's really curious because it doesn't seem that this is the consensus, but he feels ever since Zelda got delayed, the most obvious thing in the world is how the next three years will play out. He feels Star Fox will be the big release this holiday, along with Xenoblade. Shocking logic. Uh, tw- what? Twenty That's my logic. no no Xenoblade is a cool game, but I it, it's funny how much. Uh, it's not going to be a big game. It's not, not going to be a bit like it is a big game and it's a big RPG. But when people put it up there as like like Mario status, I just I kind of want to pump the brakes. Like hey, you you should bring that down a little bit. Yep. Um, sorry, Robbie, not to criticize you openly on the show so early. 2016 holiday will have one big release with Zelda. 2017 holiday will be all about NX. Does anyone really think Wii U has <laughs> legs to last into holiday 2017? He just does not see it happening. And he says, thanks for the podcast. He really likes the show. It has legs beyond He said, he said, well, 20 uh, that will last into holiday 2017. Will Wii U continue to be a thing lasting into holiday 2017? No, it's his big question. No, I mean, but no, no Nintendo console has a glorious final year. Like the Nintendo consoles die hard. It's like it's it's going really well, and then they start to trickle out, and then there's that last year where there's maybe one one and a half first party first party releases, and everything else is just kind of like we're done. You're yeah. thinking with N64 onward because the Super NES stuck around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, N64 right? though fizzled out. We fizzled Kong out. Country was like we had a game. Uh, when the when the N sixty four was already out, yeah, right? like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's interesting how fast too that they can uh, abandon a platform. When you think about how many Wii's there were in the world, there were mm-hmm. hundred million Wii's sold, and the minute Wii U was the focus, we're done. Yes, that's, that's, that's so that stupid. Closed. It's not supported for close to a year. I don't know if it's stupid. I only only I say that because um, it just sort of makes sense. Like you don't want to distract people from from what. You know what's going on right now. 
my phone, my watch, everything's Ding. vibrating right now. Yeah, but um, no, but seriously, like I just it, it I, I think it's just a common practice to them. Like they, you have to do it. You have to cut the cord. But I feel like, and, and they have the three DS uh, line running, you know, alongside it. So it's not like they're giving up on their audience. They still have their releases and mm-hmm. their word out there that they're making games. Yeah. Uh, no, I do think the Wii U is gonna. I mean, the Wii U is the. It, it's gonna be tough to sustain the Wii U into holiday 2016. Honestly, like to be, to be completely blunt, I, you know, I think the Wii U as a successful product. I think that ship has sailed. That does mm-hmm. not mean that we're not going to get awesome games on it. Yeah. Right? Like, yep. as a fan of Nintendo games, we're if we are getting the Zelda game on Wii U, we're in for a treat. There's no question about it. And I think we're going to see some more cool software coming to that machine. But, like, I, 2017 is a real The strategy. Wii U can have a very healthy resurgence in sales if they drop the pride and drop the price. If they knock... off of it and make it the family console that has this awesome library of first-party games. Put out a player's choice line of games that are 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. um, And just get it out in people's hands again, you know? Yeah. No, I I like that logic, uh, but with that comes that at E3, then they have to sell on the promise that for the next year and a half, uh, or at least going into 2016, there are a lot of games to wait for. Last E3, they lifted the veil on Splatoon. They lifted Mm -hmm. the veil on... uh, the Miyamoto games, which we'll leave that alone. Uh, Mario Maker, they lifted the veil on most of what was coming in the rest of the year with, you know, really in-depth looks at Smash Brothers. Uh, I said Splatoon already. Uh, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Uh, mm-hmm. Mario Party 10. Like, they were basically showing you their hand for the next 12 months. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That has to be a thing at the C3. Like, well, they I mean, have it, to. It, I think it has to be a thing at every E3, right? Yeah. Like, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, but I think My, now more than ever, the smartphone announcement, sorry, Brian, I didn't mean yeah. to do that, but now more than ever, just the fact that the code name for the next system is out there has just made a lot of people shaky. Totally. I totally yeah. get that. Um, but it's... I don't think they've faced that before this early. I don't think they have. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think it'll be fine in 2016. I think we'll see enough new announcements this at, at, at the C3 that'll make it feel like things are happening for the next year mm-hmm. or so, um, up, up until next holiday. Yep. Not this holiday, the next one. I think Star Fox will be a spring game that gets delayed in the summer because um, I, I, I think whatever that is, it's not ready. Uh, I do not see Star Fox coming this fall at all. You don't? No. What? Not really? Yeah, not at all. I think I Mario think Maker is going to be their big one this fall. No, that's September. When, when do you think Star Fox yeah. is coming? Next year? Spring delayed to summer. Wow. Well, so bad. do you believe this only because they haven't shown a single thing outside of what we saw in the room with Miyamoto or that I saw at that event? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you have the confidence even on video that Miyamoto said this is absolutely coming out before Zelda, but Zelda is no longer a 2015 game. So. Yeah. yeah. And that developer is pretty quick, too. I, I think we'll see. I think we'll see a Star Fox game this year. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about oh, this. At, no, I'm I'm convinced it's their big holiday game. We talked about yeah. this already. Zelda was their big holiday game, mm-hmm. and now it's not. So now they don't have a big holiday game. They have a bunch of small ones, and that's yeah. fine. That's just the way the chips fell. We, we talked about this secret. on NBC. We said, you know, what's their big holiday game? And I said well, they had one, and it's not there anymore. Yeah. So now they just have but Mario so, Maker. But now you're. Do- oh, I see. I thought. I thought we said now they have Star Fox. No. Oh no! See, that's I, what I, think that. I think that I think they have Star Fox. That. Yeah, I think Mar- you Mario. It now. I delete it. 
Yeah. Already. Yeah. Delay, wow. not delete. Delay. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's still happening. I didn't get rid of it. Can, can I ask the thing about the pricing strategy for for the Wii U? Mm-hmm. You know, like we are we are talking about them dropping the price. I absolutely agree. By the way, if it was budget priced, right, like it would fly off the shelves. But it's hard to do that because Nintendo still has the manufacturing cost for the machine, and mm-hmm. they would be taking a big loss, which they the would. investor would not okay. Right? Do you know like, how much money they're making on Amiibo? That's an issue. Yeah, but that's beside the point, right? Yeah, like you're you're doing this calculation, like okay, are we okay skating by with our sales, or should we get the sales way up? But we're drop, we're losing all this money on manufacturing on the hardware. But is there? Is there a cheaper version of the Wii U coming, right? Like that, you got to ask that. Like, is there a revision coming where the screen is smaller and ch- a little bit cheaper and, like, you know, maybe um, maybe they're using new components that are just not as expensive as before um, and maybe it doesn't have any backwards compatibility or something Better battery like life, like, you know. That, you could see that where then they offer this as a budget line to a company. Maybe you take out one. Wii compatibility, yeah. which it would be strange only because that means uh, what happens when you the- buy the Wii games from the eShop. Like, would they work if the backwards compatibility wasn't in the box? And, well, who knows? And the tic- yeah. the tic- I mean, they couldn't do a trick where they drop the gamepad and say, now you can buy the, the Wii U works with the new 3DS and you can use it as a control. They couldn't do that, right? Like, it doesn't have the same kind of fast streaming tech built yep. into the 3DS. So it would have to be a cheaper version of the tablet. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah. I mean, I... I'd, I'd have to say that you'd have to make money in software sales by getting more people in the door buying your hardware. Isn't that what every other publisher does? Uh, first party? It's like, what they yeah, try to do. Not, yeah. not to so do. radically. Remember, the Wii U may be not as powerful as the as the PS4, but it also has a device with a screen bundled with it. Yeah. Right? That is not cheap controller technology right there. Nope. And so that additional cost definitely means it'd be taking a bigger hit on that machine than, than Sony would. But you, ma- you make up for it elsewhere. I mean, what you say is you go, hey, here's a $200 Wii U. It comes with a $25 eShop gift card, which gets you basically a bunch of small games or half of a retail game, it's, which means somebody goes in, they spend the other $25. Then they go, I need a second controller. They go and spend $50 on a Wii U Pro controller or $30 on Wiimotes. And then they start buying more games. Then they go to the store and they buy 25 different Amiibo. And all of a sudden they have just a whole bunch of Nintendo stuff in front of them. Whereas with a $300 price point you sell none of those things it's so that's that's where they are now they're so, not selling any so there's one thing that makes that a bit of a tough pitch and that's that the software lineup is not extensive so saying you're going to make it up on the on the software is a real gamble because it just isn't that much right mm-hmm. Now, the good news is that Nintendo software holds its value for a long time, yeah. right? Or, or they, they, they don't drop the price yeah. on it. And so you would make some of that money back, even with some of the launch games that are still high-priced. So I, I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to see. I do think the price drop's coming. There's no question about it. I think there are, you know, I, I, my guess would, they, would be they announced it at E3. Yeah. But I, I think that there are enough, there are enough strong first-party or even third-party games on the Wii U right now to justify that, like, here's here's our lineup. Here's what it looks like. Here's our console for $200, mm-hmm. and um, here's here's what you can get with it, you know? Mm-hmm. there's right, right now, I mean, two years ago, different conversation. But right now, I think you can actually look at it, and especially by this fall, if they were to intend a price drop by then, um, which I always hate when someone announces a price drop two months ahead of time, and then you're yeah. like, what am I supposed to do now? Oh, remember that, yeah. Folly? When yeah. we were in the room with Reggie and we yeah. heard there was a price drop, and then and when we came back, you had the same criticism. You were like... 
they the price cut is in a couple of weeks. Yeah. What are they? What are you gonna sell for the next few weeks? No one's gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. Was your exact feedback, yeah. if I remember right? Yeah, that can't happen again. It's really risky. I mean, you you you're trading on the. Uh, on the innocence of most customers out there who don't know that you're going to drop the price, right? Uh-huh. Like you're you're basically saying everybody's ignorant of of the the news online yep. and people are going to keep on buying it. But no, I mean it has to, it would have to be a substantial price drop for it to matter during the holiday season, right? Like Sony and and uh, Microsoft have some big franchise. Like Halo def- definitely has clout, right? Mm-hmm. So Sony to a lesser point because they lost Uncharted sure. too into the next year. But yeah, yeah, yeah. when well, you um, price drop and you bundle with Smash Brothers, you bundle with Mario Kart. Take one of your heavy hitters and just throw the eShop code in there for free. It doesn't yeah. cost you anything in manufacturing cost to put an eShop code in there, and you don't lose money if you never were going to get that money to begin with. But you're losing the money on that inventory in terms of you are selling a digital product, and even if it's not something on a retail shelf. That's still something that you are hoping to make money on. Yeah, and they, you know? they're hoping yeah. to recoup the, their R&D too, right? Like they got to yeah. f- not just fund the development of the last console, but the next one too, right? Mm-hmm. Like So there's a lot that goes into so running what's the, that business, making sure your shareholders are happy with your direction. So what's the solution? You pull the plug on the whole thing and put up the NX no, and I make mean, the I, same new mistakes all over I, again? I don't think that's, the, I don't think that's if, it. If technically feasible, releasing the budget version is the way to go. Yeah. Like the thing really doesn't need the backwards compatibility at this point, right? Yeah. Like, does it, well... There's only three Wii games on the eShop to date, and I just still don't know how much they rely on that backwards compatibility. Yeah. If they are made to run without it... So every time you hit the home button, and we're, we're getting a bit dry on this, yeah. so we need to end soon, but every time you hit the home button, home button, why... The, <laughs> did I just say what wow. I think I just said? Wow, Jose button is what we're going to say, right? <laughs> every yeah. time you hit the home button in Super right. Mario Galaxy 2, hey, a Wii shell pops up. Yeah. yeah, the Wii shell that you know and yeah. love with uh, reset and manual pop up. That to me, and maybe it's been figured out on the internet, says it is in Wii mode. That yeah. thing we always go ew mm-hmm. when we hear about. Um, so, I don't but, know. but that's where I think you can take it to the chop shop, and you're you're just pulling out everything that's not needed. You're shrinking down the screen because the screen does not have to be that big anymore because not that many games use it effectively. Yeah. And so at that point, you know, I do think you can I, shave some cost off and you can drop it a little bit more. I really think you guys are getting in the weeds on things like the tablet, making the tablet smaller, or Wii mode. I mean, look at like the Wii Mini. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. stripped everything out of that and yep. no one bought it. But you look at the GameCube, they dropped expensive. it to $99. Oh, yeah. and Wii it's, Mini was 99 bucks. Yeah, but yeah. they dropped the GameCube to $99 at what point in its life cycle when it wasn't doing doing too great yep. and there was a, a minor a mild you know renaissance for it people started buying it again yeah. because they said this thing's a hundred bucks I can bring it anywhere because it looks like a little purse mm-hmm. and I can buy all these play I choice have mine games in my for pocket it. right yeah now. exactly <laughs> it's a giant pocket <laughs> pair actually you can't see it on this table pair wears just gigantic yeah, pants no, I got big <laughs> right. pants. that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a yeah. game so I don't know I think that's the way you do it you incentivize people by giving them a free code and then you say go on the eShop and buy more like Mario Kart has DLC people will go and buy it if they like Mario Okay. Smash Brothers has DLC. You can go buy it if you like it. You know, there's ways to give people something for free as a code and have them pay money additionally if they if they keep liking it from there. It's what iOS is doing so well right now. Yeah, it'd or be cool if they doing. did if they played the value card. Um, yeah. I don't think it'll get them to. I mean, it, it'll it'll definitely get them more people and get them 
more interest in the machine. It's not going to revitalize the development market or anything. No, right? no, it's no, more no. of a kind of extending the life cycle of the machine card. It's it's getting yeah. more people on board to play what is now and forever will be the Nintendo box. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think, and, and I don't think Ubisoft's more, coming yeah. back. EA is probably not coming well, back. And this one more than ever. And, yeah. and not just the Nintendo Activision box is. and that there's only Nintendo games. I mean more in the fact that multiple console generations are mm-hmm. on this thing from GBA to DS. Yeah. I've been playing more DS games on it just yeah. to try and wrap my brain around why mm-hmm. this exists. I do it. I've been playing Mario Kart DS. Me too. And the whole time I'm saying to myself, why is this here? Like I uh-huh. just don't understand the logic. It's, it's fascinating to go from Mario Kart 8 to Mario Kart DS on the and same I don't, television. Yeah, and is. I don't want to be like, I don't want to sound ungrateful. I don't want people to take from this like, well, I have to. But like I'm not, I'm not trying to upset folks with what I'm saying, but I play these games just to understand why. Yep. And I still have not understood, I've not found that answer. It's mm-hmm. a celebration of like, the, it's the nostalgia factor of saying, I remember this game. I want to recapture the magic that I felt with that game. And then but you also, see it blown up on a 55 inch television and you or, go, wait a minute. No, no, but hold on. It does have a gamepad. And so you can play that game. I'm on your so small glad you screen. said that because when you try to do that on your smaller screen, which mm-hmm. 100% should logically make sense. The options you have to choose for that game don't quite make sense. Well, okay, let me wait, wait, wait. I got to paint the picture for him. Have you played a, a DS game yet on your Wii U? Oh, no, I haven't. So oh, man. there is the strict rule of either the top screen is the television. <laughs> this is, he's going to burst the into tears again. Bottom yeah, yeah. Screen, the go. bottom screen is, is the second screen of the DS, the touch screen of the DS, but they're not allowed to be swapped. Oh, is see. what I'm saying. So you can't make your gamepad view the primary view because I, I guess you can't really touch your television to do the touchscreen stuff. You cannot touch your television. No. That's right. You could, yeah. You can't, it just won't work. work. In my house, you get kicked out. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No fingerprints on the screen. I had four but kids, listen, no, the bigger, point is, the bigger point <laughs> I'm trying to get to is that the emulation seems geared around the idea that you will now. always use the gamepad as some form of a touchscreen. And they have found every single way to put those two screens side by side yeah. except the same aspect ratio yep. and when they are the same aspect mm-hmm. ratio you're turning the gamepad sideways because they just want you to use it for touch games like WarioWare Touch right, 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 or right. if Brain Training came out yep. insert your touch generations game name here that will work better in that gotcha. mode but what I'm trying to say is that when I want to play this gamepad only I have to look at a small 4 by 3 image next to an even smaller mm-hmm. touchscreen image and it just feels okay. really strange. Jose, to be fair, it's it's all put in a place so you we can go back and play games like Mario Kart DS and re, re you know just return to <coughs> the wonderful legendary online mode that everyone loved so much that is now stripped away and gone forever. Oh man. Cuz you can't play that game online. Yeah. It's a problem, but it's it's also they're building a legacy. They're building a box that has all their old stuff on it, and I, I, I kind it. of appreciate just, that. Yeah, and that's, I think that's, I think that's it. They're building the Nintendo Museum, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. going to be perpetual, yeah. right? Yeah. So why I strip think, that away? Yeah. Just sell yeah. the thing for 200 bucks and get people back in and the museum. And I agree with both Done. of you, and I do want to say that this is all possibly part of an experiment to me. to do Two things. One, to get more games on the system, because ultimately that's what they want. Yep. And two, to continue to experiment with how sort of pub- portable games can work on a bigger screen and yeah. if, and this will continue to be baked in into every Nintendo platform from here and back. Yeah, that's a yep. good way of that's working. That's what I'm hoping at this it, yeah. is all this means but uh, I still play it and go, why? Yeah. But why do you play it then? I don't know. You just wanted to check out. I, I mean, just, I want an answer. Too, I want an but, answer. But like I was not compelled 
first of all, I have them all, and I have the machine still, right? GM so money. I was not compelled. Wait, you you're telling me you need GM money to have an old DS now? <laughs> <laughs> What? To have them all, all of these games that you have. Do you need General Motors money for that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. It's I a think GM we, of a yard we, sale. We, <laughs> we have gone on too long this week, and I, I'm I'm out of gas. But thank you very much for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly show on IGN, but we are not the only show on IGN. There are a bunch of great podcasts, bunch of great videos, bunch of great projects and secret things not related to Nintendo, but things that uh, you should yeah. come back and check out. Yeah, we even have, uh, we're playing around with some new podcasts. So like we have one for Game of Thrones, like uh, look up Dragons on the Wall. Like if you want to hear. Dragons on the Wall or yeah, Watchers on the Wall? No, it's Dragons on the Wall now. Oh, like, they changed apparently the there was some other show called Watchers on the Wall. Nobody oh, knew. Oh, no one noticed? Uh, so they, they changed the name. Of course, that, that wasn't intended. Research. But yeah, so um, check that show out. They're talking, it's it's every episode. It's like spoiler cast basically talking about all the things that are going on doesn't spoil anything if you've read if you haven't read the books until the end they actually tell you now we're going to talk about the book spoilers so it's really cool um and then we've got an anime one as well there's an anime podcast um it's already very popular we've mm -hmm. got one for anime Destiny. club yeah anime yeah. club uh the fire, fire team chat, fire, uh, team chat. Yep. we're going to play around with some of those like any kind of game or topic that has depth we're going to experiment with see if you guys yep. like it if not we'll move on to the next yep. one definitely definitely yeah. and you also have plenty of reviews news features and great videos from brian altano and his uh awesome friends a wacky gang of yes of rejects dropping <laughs> dropping whales on people in gta 5 it's all That's star right. wars I, right now isn't it I, your we, world we is all love star, star wars. wars i got bit by the bug at celebration yeah. man it's mm. i just can't get rid of it i go. love star wars all right well you can also leave us some feedback <laughs> head on over to uh i lost my train of thought Eddie, itunes, itunes oh don't do that <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that day. bit in that you guys don't want me to leave in if you keep going uh, you can also head on over to iTunes leave us feedback go over just find the podcast into the voice yep. chat it always helps us to know what you think and helps with visibility for the show as well mm -hmm. and thanks a lot for the support we've been we've been climbing on iTunes again All right. uh, doing really well and that's uh, in a large part thanks to you the listener lastly you can also email us feedback at nbc at IGN.com let us know what you think of the show or submit more questions because we love those to the question block make sure that's in the subject line it just helps us find your question in a much faster right. fashion alright that's the wow. show we've made it uh, lastly you can find us on Twitter you can find Per Schneider at Agent Bizzle you can find Brian Altano at Pear underscore Schneider <laughs> that's, that's not even that's not it. It. you got it wrong score P, wow. P. Schneider Pear IGN Pear IGN I'm kidding he I know says it every week I know what it is I'm trying to He's trying to be funny. And you can find myself, Otero underscore Jose, on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat. 